The reading is, ta- is taken from Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do do that. Thank you, Sophie. Words of Jesus. Words which are very radical, very special. If somebody's nasty to you, how should you react? Well, often we react in bad ways. If somebody's nasty to you, you tend to be nasty back. Give as good as you get. That's what lots of people perhaps get taught. But Jesus says exactly the opposite. If somebody's nasty to you, then be kind to them. Pray for them. Treat other people as you'd like to be treated. We're going to have two examples of this now. The first is from the Bible, from the Old Testament, what some people learned at Spring Harvest. Now, I need some help because we need to move this table over there. I don't know if a couple of people could just um, uh, do that. They're very chivalrous around here, aren't they? (laughs) Thank you. So if you just move that to there. And then I need some some, uh, children or young people to be volunteers, to be actors. Yes, you too. Any, any others? Alan, yes. And, uh, and uh, we can have any number. Where's Shannon? Shannon, do you mind, Shannon? Come out to the front. Alan, are you coming out? Yes. That's the minimum we need. We can't, oh, yes, that's good, yes. Out you come. Right. Would you like to come out to the front here? Because we're going to act out. There's, would you like to come out to the front? Thank you, Shannon. We'd like to act out, out you come, the story of Queen Esther in the Bible, which was a theme at uh, at Spring Harvest. Now, we've already chosen Queen Esther there, and uh, uh, we need a king. Um, uh, It's not Alan, no. I've got a part for you, Alan. Um, uh, Would uh, would one of you like to be the king? Yes? Um, Yes? Right. So... If you would like to, just mind out the way, Sophie, there's the king's throne. Look, sit on the throne. And let's put a nice royal robe on you. Okay, special, and then a crown. No expense spared here, you see, there you go. Here we have uh, the, the king. Now, um, If uh, the other three, just uh, move off for a moment. Oh, do you want to move off with them? We'll leave the Queen. Now, do you just want to come come here a minute? So the King was looking for a wife. And he found Esther. She became a Queen because 
And in the Bible it says all about the beauty treatment. And you've already experienced the beauty treatment, haven't you? There's, there's the crown to wear. You can sit next to the king. I was going to embarrass you, but I won't. I've got um, a special hairdo that you could have worn. <laughs> but I guess you don't want to wear the hairdo, do you? No. No. But she was able to wear fine, wonderful clothes. Look at these sort of clothes. Would you like to put this on? These words uh, like republic weren't, weren't a nasty word for this queen. All of these wonderful clothes. Just imagine what it must have been like for her. Especially when she wasn't born into royalty. She was born as a slave. She was born very humble. But there was... Um, a, a, a man called Mordecai. Do you like to be Mordecai? No? Yes? Okay. Come and stand here. Mordecai was a good man. And when I say uh, Mordecai, could you just um, uh, say gently, Ray? Okay. And, uh, and Esther um, uh, was, uh, was his, uh, his cousin. I think that's right, isn't it? Or was he niece? Cousin, yes, you've been to Spring Harvest, cousin. And uh, so he managed to, uh, to get her there, met the king, and uh, that was fine. All was well, except there was a bad man. I'm a nasty bastard. Okay. Called Haman. Whenever I mention Haman, if you could I'd just have a gentle boo. Now, you two are the servants, okay? So if you stand in front of, uh, of them there, yeah, look after the little ones. Now, um, Haman was a very powerful man. So when he told people to stand up, stand. then everybody did. You like it. And when he told people to sit down, they did. Okay. But Haman was also a bad man. And he got, you don't have to do this if you're not physically able, some of the younger ones might do, he got everybody to bow before him. Bow before him. <laughs> bow before him. But when you've got to bow, you've got to get on your knees and bow. Knees. Yes. <laughs> but Mordecai... Slave abuse. Mordecai... <laughs> did not bow. And, and when Haman asked Mordecai... Why didn't you bow? He said, because in the Ten Commandments, it says don't bow down and worship anybody except the Lord God. Because Mordecai and his, uh, his cousin Esther, they were, were believed in God, they were um, Hebrews, and uh, they followed God. Even though they were a long way from home, they were exiles. Haman 
got really angry. <laughs> and, uh, and Haman went to the king, went to the king, and said, can I kill all of those God-fearers, those Jews? And the king perhaps didn't really know what he was saying, but he said yes. And so Mordecai left. Oh, sorry, left. Yes. And, uh, and the servants just went and sat down a little bit. They didn't have to bow down anymore. But when... Just sit down over there. That's great. When Mordecai thought... Sorry, yes. When, when Mordecai thought about what happened, he thought, I wonder if Queen Esther could help out. And so he sent message, go and talk to Queen Esther. I wonder if you could ask the king. Now, it was a very scary thing, because in those days, kings were kings. And if you approached the king, they'd, they'd perhaps kill you. So what Esther did, she prayed for three days, and then plucked up courage. And she whispered to the king, do to whisper to the king? And the king said, yes. We won't do that thing. We won't kill those people. And so Mordecai was rejoicing. But Haman, he was sad. Let's give them a round of applause, shall we? You can take off your crowns. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. And that was a story in the Old Testament, in the old part of the Bible, about doing the right thing. And perhaps it might speak to some of us about doing the right thing, even though it was difficult. And first of all, she prayed, and then she did the right thing. And what we can learn from the Bible is sometimes God puts us in that right position to do the right thing, perhaps to support somebody who's going through a difficult time like they were, even if it's difficult for us. And what I want you to do, sometime this week, think about how you can do that and then actually do it. Perhaps if you see somebody who needs a hand... Or perhaps somebody just needs support, just a bit of encouragement. Oh, it's nice to see you. How are you? Just think about following that example. Even if perhaps it's a wee bit embarrassing or it's a bit difficult. But it may be that God will give you a very important thing to do this week. So here's a task. Now just before we end, I'd like to show you a clip it's really for the, for the adults, but the children can, can watch it as well. Because we try in a family service to, uh, to include things that adults can take away and children. So if we could have the lights off. It's just a three-minute clip from a man called Johnny Lee Clary, who uh, was a really bad person. He, uh, he hated people who were black which is so wrong, and he was like that. He was part of an organisation called the Ku Klux Klan, 
the KKK, who went around dressing in funny white clothes, but they weren't funny to those who they were hurting. And he was really nasty. Thankfully, he met the Reverend Wade Watts. And in a moment, this will be the account of when he met him and uh, what, how the Reverend Wade Watts did. And what I want you to think about is how nasty this Johnny Lee Clary was, but how the Reverend Watts just met him with kindness and with love, which is the right sort of reaction as we try and be a disciple of Jesus. And then I'll tell you what happened to Johnny Lee Clary at the end. Okay, thank you, Andy. When the door opened up and in came Reverend Wade Watts and he's wearing a suit and a tie and he's carrying a Bible and he walks up and he puts his hand out to him. He goes, hello there, Mr. Clare. I'm Reverend Wade Watts. I just want to tell you I love you and Jesus loves you. And I mean, I'm shocked, you know. And then he puts his hand out and I'm shaking his hand without thinking because this wasn't what I was expecting. Then I realized I just broke a clam rule and I jerked my hand back, you know. And I started looking at my hand, which he saw that and that met, was met as an insult. The clan rule book says the physical touch of a non-white is pollution. And I thought, I just shook hands with a black person, and he sees me looking at my hand. He goes, don't worry, Johnny, it don't come off. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, I start calling him names. I go, you no good, sorry, bleak, 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 you mother this, you this, you that. And he looked at me, he goes, God bless you, Johnny. He says, I, I, you can't do enough to me to make me hate you. I'm going to love you, and I'm going to pray for you whether you like it or not. And I didn't know how to deal with that. I had never had that happen to me before. A few years later, you burnt down his church, didn't you? Set fire to his church. See, he had, what happened was we started off going by his house, calling names. We got no response. Threw trash all over his lawn. Got no response. Uh, we uh, put, showed up with our sheets and hoods and stood out there in his yard. Said, get on out here, boy. We got something for you. And he comes outside and goes, boys, Halloween's four more months away. I got no trick-or-treat in here for you. Come back in October. And he goes back in the house. That's a bright man. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I didn't know how to deal with this. And so the clan goes, you got any more bright ideas? I said, I don't know. I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. So we burned a cross across the street from his house. He came outside and asked us if we needed hot dogs and marshmallows for our barbecue, you know. So finally, I said, I'm tired of messing with him. And we set fire to his church. And they put the fire out before the church was destroyed. And I remember I called him up and disguised my voice. And I said, hey, boy, you better be afraid. We're coming to get you, boy. You don't know who we are, but we know who you are. And he goes, hello, Johnny. And all that stuff. He goes, a man like you takes the time to call me. I'm so honored. And all that stuff. He goes, let me do something to you. He goes, dear Lord, please forgive Johnny for being so stupid. He doesn't mean to be so honored. He's a good boy trying to get out somewhere. And I hung up the phone on him. I said, how dare him. And so the funniest thing that happened with him, though, is uh, I didn't know what to do. And I was at my ropes in. And one day we, we was watching him, and he went into a restaurant. So we got a bunch of us together and about 30 of us went in there and surrounded him and he had this chicken there on the table at the restaurant and I walked up and I said hey boy this restaurant's for white people only we don't want you here I said so I'm going to make you a promise I said I promise you we're going to do the same thing to you that you do to that chicken so you think real hard before you touch that chicken so he looked at me and looked at the clan then he picked up the chicken and he kissed it and, and when he kissed the chicken the whole restaurant acted just like y'all did they all start laughing you know and everything and, and I looked up, and even the clan was laughing. <laughs> you got to admit, that was funny. I said, every one of you outside, I'm outside, and they're doubled over laughing. I'm going, 
you guys are going to get suspended and lose your robe for two weeks. I said, I'm getting tired of this. And I'm hollering at them and yelling. They're laughing. I heard a horn honk and Reverend Watson driving off going, bye, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how he chose. That's how one old black, we never bothered him again. And that's how one old black man defeated the entire Ku Klux Klan. Because he used this instead of Braun. And he used this too, a very brave man. Heart. So I hope you enjoyed that. Following the words of Jesus, that he, uh, although people were being very nasty, that man was being very nasty to that black man, which was an awful thing to do. That man met him with the words of, uh, of Jesus and prayed for him. And those prayers were answered. Johnny Lee Clary became a Christian. He changed his attitude. He was one of the leaders of the Ku Klux Klan, but he completely changed and he even joined Wade Watts Church, the black church, and he now goes around the, the country, the world, telling young people, love people of other, other races. Don't be nasty to them. I was like that once, but I've changed. I know the right way to do. And he knew something of the amazing grace of God. So at times when we've behaved badly, we can come before God and say, sorry, he will forgive us and we can move on, like he did for that man. But also if people are nasty to us, don't be nasty back. But to meet them with the, with the love of God and you can see the result that that means.